Today's one of my favorite conversations. We're talking to director Gaspar Noah, who did uh, the films Irreversible, I Stand Alone, Enter the Void, and most recently uh, Love, which was a uh, 3D epic uh, about a couple falling in and out of love with, uh, some would say graphic, others would just say real sex scenes in 3D. That is uh, real penetration. Not a very nice word to have to say. Um, it feels kind of gross. And uh, uh, But it's a movie that I loved. Uh, I, I, I really embrace love, and I interviewed Gaspar about three times for it, once for this podcast and show, and a couple times at, the, at a, a few uh, theaters when they were screening it, and uh, he's a great guy, not as weird as people think, and uh, he's also re- recommended me the movie Son of Saul, which is a great movie as well. Uh, before we get to that, though... Uh, this is my show, so I get to do what I want. And one of the things that I want to do right now is I want to interview uh, one of the producers of our show. Her name is Ingela Travers Hayward. It's pronounced Ingela. Ingela. This is one of the things that you do where your name is I-N-G-E-L-A, but when I say Ingela, you say I'm pronouncing it wrong. Correct. Because you are. Because you don't actually pronounce the G. Correct. You go Ingela. 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 Okay. Fair enough. What I want to talk to you about today, though, Ingela, is that, was that incorrect? Uh, yes, but it's as close as we'll, we'll ever get, so. That is as close as we'll ever okay, get. moving on. Uh, you are on your ninth out of 18 juices because you are in the midst of a juice cleanse. I am. How's that going? So far, um, extremely good at times, extremely poorly at times. Are uh, we in one of your more lucid states right now? No, absolutely not. Because I have a very thin grasp on what's going on. Um, I think if I were not juicing, I would have put up more of a fight uh, to be on this podcast. Oh, but you did put up a fight. It would have been more dramatic you, had I you, not been you juicing. You put up a fight. It would have been uh, far more grandiose if I was fully myself. It took a solid six minutes. Well, I hope you're regretting it fully, as I warned I'm, you you would. I'm not regretting it. I'm wondering what... Uh, f- take me back to the beginning of this juice cleanse. What was the reason? Um, I ingested a lot of things that are probably not good for you this weekend. So I thought, you know what? Why not try this horrible experiment? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping at the end of tomorrow I feel like a new person. What is the full cost of this cleanse? Uh, it's okay. Go ahead. All in, I would say roughly one hundred and fifty dollars for three days. Yes, that's not that bad. Okay, but you are spending one hundred and fifty dollars to not eat for three days. Yes, but uh, the benefit and the satisfaction I will reap once I'm done is worth far more than one hundred and fifty dollars. Hopefully, are you worried that you're going to end up eating all of the calories back? Like you're going to be so hungry when you're done? I fully intend on doing that. What's the first meal that you're going to have? Um, my uh, uh. PA and I, before we're talking about eating Italians, (laughs) (laughs) Italian subs. I'm just going to say we're laughing because the PA that she's referring to is another producer on the show, Frank. She calls him her PA. We were talking about eating Italian subs. So I'd like a nice sandwich with a nice uh, crusty bread. Mm That would be nice. I'd like a lot of cookies, some cookie dough. I just discovered a new cookie dough shop in New York City. There's a cookie dough shop? Correct. You can order it through Uber Eats. Uh, if Uber Eats wants to sponsor us, we'd gladly take that money. Um, yes, you can order it through Uber Eats. It's uh, cookie dough that you can eat, but no raw egg, so you won't get sick. Is it good? Incredible. How far is it? Uh, like second and 46th, so it's <gasps> very out of the way. Damn it. But that's why you get delivery. Uber okay, Eats. so tell me, tell me what uh, what's in these juices. What do you ha- what's going on with these juices? 
Um, what's going on is that a lot of them are filled with beets and lots of root vegetables. Uh, so your breath smells really bad a lot of the time. Is your poop red? Uh, I did not notice that, no. And I've been paying attention because a lot attention. of beets. Yeah. A lot of that. Do you regularly pay that much attention to your No, poop? I'm paying more closer attention because I want to see from a scientific perspective what the end result is. Um, a lot of beets, a lot of ginger, so the inside of your stomach is burning a lot of the time. But it's all worth it, you know? It's all worth it. In the name of cleansing out those Do you feel cleansed? Toxins, Do you feel better? Um, very rarely, no. Is, it a, is, there, is there a part of you that feels better, and is that just possibly psychosomatic? Uh, yeah, I think it's entirely psychosomatic. I woke up this morning feeling great, but I think that's because I slept for 12 hours last night. I don't think it's any result. They say that you shouldn't sleep more than eight hours. Well, who's they? Uh, the sleep experts. I mean, is it, is, all is I know it, is from... Do they recommend 12 hours while you're juicing? Or they, do they no, say, that was my own diagnosis. So you were like, if I'm not going to be eating any nutrients or proteins... No, it's more so I need to sleep so that I do not eat cookies. <laughs> because if you have free time, you'll just eat cookies? Yes, I went to bed at 8.30 last night so that I would avoid ordering cookies off Seamless. Because you know after 8.30, it's just it's cookie time. All the time is cookie time normally, but you know, what's especially your, at the nighttime. What's your favorite kind of cookie? A nice chocolate chip cookie that is very undercooked in the middle, but crispy on the outside. Very, very tricky to find. I'm a big fan of undercooked in the middle as well. I have to ask, does it help or hinder you to think about food like chocolate chip cookies while you're in the midst of this cleanse? Very much hinder because I am sure I'm going to crack within the next day and a half because I just want a cookie so badly. But you only this have is the a, longest I've ever gone day without and eating a half cookies. Left. Yeah, but I like the you, if you crack in the next day and a half. I, mean, I know, and I need to figure out if the self hatred from cracking that I'll experience will outweigh the joy I'll feel of eating that cookie. You can't drink while you're on this, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so clearly, clearly, the the dread of not being able to drink outweighs the dread of not being and able I've to eat cookies. And I've got a very lovely bottle no. of wine sitting on my table, just staring at what me. What kind of wine? I don't really know if someone bought it for me. It's just a wine? It's white or listen, red? Red. Always red. Always red. Peasants drink white. So these juices that you have, they're a lot of beets. Let me, can I see this one that you have right here? Can I just read some this of the This is one of the lesser, um, the lesser Carrot, uh, tasty Carrot, cucumber, ones. Uh, celery, apple, beet, lemon. Let me tell you, and throwing now, collards in a juice. There's only two, pro, two, gram, two grams of protein in this. I That's have not, not I don't, I, all, all I look at is the vitamin C intake. Okay. Because that's very important. Do you feel as though you're getting enough in your body? Enough juice? Enough nutrients, proteins, anything. I mean, I have a raging headache. So really? I don't know. But apparently it's, the internet says this is good for you. So The internet also says you shouldn't get 12 hours of sleep. Mm. Well. 7 to 8. Because if you don't if that. you get more than eight, you start your your REM cycle. You start your REM cycle again. Same thing. So with it's eight or sixteen. Same thing. I'll go with the sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> then I have six juices to fit into eight so hours. So if you sleep for four more hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Angela. Uh, this, this has been it, a pleasure. Well, you're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gaspar No is the person that uh, I'm talking to in this. What are your thoughts on Gaspar No? It's pronounced no way. That's true. It is pronounced no way. He told me that and I forgot. Um, Truthfully, I don't have any opinion on him. Have you seen any of his movies? I have not, no. Yeah, no, I saw that one, the Kanye West video. Uh, he had the opening titles 
Mm-hmm. Kanye West copied his opening titles. That's the t- he copied the titles from Enter the Void. Exactly. I've seen the titles from Enter the Void. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have no opinion on him? No. Did you I have really an opinion don't. on him when you met him and he came through? Um, he fulfilled the stereotype of weird old French man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's go to that interview now with uh, Gaspar Noé. Hey guys, I'm joined right now by Gaspar Noé, the director of Love, the director of Enter the Void, of Irreversible, one of the great directors out there right now. I'm so excited to have you here, Gaspar. Thank you for joining me. Uh, congratulations on another uh, provoking, beautiful uh, film. Uh, let's talk about just like from the beginning, uh, how this film came to be, uh, and how would you describe it as well? Mm. Sometimes you have ideas for movies that come from other movies. Sometimes you have this idea of doing a movie that looks like real life. And um, after shooting my first feature, uh, I stand alone. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into a much bigger movie called Enter the Void but I wanted to shoot it in Japan with unknown actors and with all the visual effects and I could not raise the money because my previous movie was not that successful so I wrote this small movie that related to my I, would, I wouldn't say my own life but my friend's life my life my, my, my collective life and it's a movie about love addiction how the, the emotional process works when you fall in love with someone you get addicted to the person, you want to kiss the person all day long, you want to dance with the person, you want to have sex with the person all day long, and then all the problems that it generates and how most of the time it, it fails, mm-hmm. and then you restart, you restart. So uh, I said, well, I had never seen a movie that portrays what I have experienced and what my friends have experienced. So I did, a, I wrote this like short treatment, and I tried to finance it, and weirdly, I'm, I ran into Vincent Cassel, who was like the, the most famous young actor in France at the time who was dating Monica Bellucci and he said, oh, what are you preparing to? I, I want to do this erotic melodrama. And he said, oh, maybe we can do it with my wife. And it was like having Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise saying, well, let, we're, let's do this erotic melodrama. And, had, um, he san- had he seen I Stand Alone and was yeah, a fan? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he was a big fan of my first feature. And then uh, just with dropping their names to producers, they said, oh, we have the money to do it. And then they read the script. And they said, we cannot deal with this degree of intimacy. Uh, we have stalkers following us. We cannot get naked and do the things that the, the movie needs. But if you have another project, let's do another project. So we did Irreversible instead. And um, I mean, Irreversible, they get, there's a fair amount of intimacy and, and brutality in Irreversible the, 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 as well. The, 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 that other movie, that for me is far more violent and shocking, was much easier to finance and to release, and it was a commercial success um, that I never expected. But hopefully that movie finally permitted me to do this other dream that I had to call Enter the Void, a mm-hmm. druggy movie shot in Japan. And many years later, Enter the Void was another commercial success, but still uh, the fact Enter the Void wasn't a commercial no, no, success? No, 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 no. It's, huh. very, it's very well known in, in England and in America. But in the rest of the world, it, it did not make as much money as Irreversible. It played but in New York City, if I remember correctly, for months and months and months. Yeah. But in one I, theater. <laughs> but I would say, for when it comes to, to this loving full project that I had, to this, it was to describe uh, love addiction mm-hmm. as it is in real life. Um, it, w- it was a success of irreversible that permitted it. So 
uh, and now I finally made it in 3D with unknown actors and I'm really, really happy of the result. And when people ask me, is it autobiographical? I say, no, it's not my life, but it is uh, my collective life. Like, uh, I never got a woman pregnant accidentally having a baby. The Good for you. <laughs> yeah, but the whole movie starts with someone who's living with a girl and a baby, uh, a, a woman that he does not love, and a baby. And then he's remembering his past life with another girl who he madly loved, and mm -hmm. uh, accidentally he got the neighbor pregnant. And now we talk about the intimacy of this movie. Um, we should we shouldn't dance around it. The film features uh, graphic uh, love scenes that are, uh, you know, uh, actual people making making love, being intimate with each other, people who having said, sex. Who said that? I I say that. I watched the movie last night. They are they are definitely they look, fucking it, it Gaspar. Look, it, it looks very real. It looks so like, very I, real. I can remember. I was behind the camera and sometimes <laughs> you just watch the monitor. And then you know. You said, "Are those genitals?" Watching the or credits, those? in the credits, it says there is a visual effects company. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it was real. Maybe not. Well, whatever. It's, it's not the point. The, mm -hmm. the the point is that at the end, um, at the end, what I like about the movie that is touching, and even when I saw it in the editing room, um, sometimes uh, for the first time in my life, I cried watching the images in, in the editing room mm -hmm. because it reminded me of all these issues that my friends had, my, I had myself, etc. Well, I think the, uh, well, the, 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 the graphic sex scenes maybe are a way that people can they talk about it. They are not sex scenes, they are love scenes. Well, love scenes, sex, excuse me. If you want to see sex images, go. They're all over internet. Any kid who's 9, 10 years old can watch them. But what's always missing in the nude scenes of people making love is that people never kiss. Women never get pregnant. Or they don't even, like in, in the album videos, no one ever pronounces the word pregnancy or mm -hmm. or anything close to that. The, in real life, when people are madly in love, they have sex over and over and over, and they kiss and they hug and they and um, that I don't know why in the Western world that we think is more developed, uh, people have always closed the door when you get into the best parts of life. Each this kind of movie should be a genre. And there would be many. There should be many of this. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm curious in regards to uh, your your choices when it comes to uh, a number of these scenes. And I think the, I think personally, the film is in incredibly beautiful. And you you set up these scenes right away at the top with a a, 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 a love scene between the two main characters, and that sort of got, eases you into the rest of the film as to how how many of these we're going to see. And it ends up becoming I wouldn't necessarily say monotonous because they're all beautiful, but it becomes something that you grow used to. It's not shocking after a while. It's just kind of beautiful, these scenes. Like in life. Like you know, in life. Like in life. If I had to say what are my sweetest memories in life, is kissing, hugging someone after having sex, or before having sex, uh, or during having sex. Um, you know, life is a very personal experience. You, you, you're born inside a tunnel. Mm -hmm. And you die inside the tunnel. It's just, but there are moments where the tunnel gets much wider, bigger, and you feel you're part of a universe. Mostly, it comes when you meet someone you love, and you get into those chemical, hormonal addictions called uh, falling in love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, you feel you're at the right moment, at the right place. Uh, you're in a womb, and the womb is so sweet and humid and so red that. 
you would never want to be somewhere else. And if for any uh, stupid reason, social reason, whatever, the, 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 that passion bre breaks up, you're like a junkie without his needle. You start shaking on, on your bed because you're not with the, your permanent object of desire anymore. Like love it turns you blind. Mm -hmm. Love can turn you stupid. Love can turn you jealous, even if you're not a jealous person. And th that's why uh, in the movie, at a point, this magical couple that has everything to make it happen in the best way possible, they screw it up because at a point they both cheat each other and they both have the germ of jealousy getting into their brain and then the every, everything falls into pieces. But um, when you see the that couple on screen, you say, oh, uh, uh, that's it's like two winners mm -hmm. who meet and are going to win. But no, at the end, they fail. And the whole movie is very melancholic because it's about a lost love story. You've been referred to um, through your past films and through through this films because of the love scenes in this film as a provocateur. Do you do you feel well, that why, you, why do people use a French word for? <laughs> yeah, for yeah, why don't you say daring? Uh, daring. The, 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 I, I would say, say daring. Yeah. Yeah, there were daring directors in America. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, my question. Uh, there, there are so many. Uh, Sam Peckinpah was daring. Yeah. Uh, Martin Scorsese, when he did Taxi Driver, was daring. Uh, John Borman was an American, but he was daring when he did Deliverance. And uh, I'm obsessed with those movies that open, the, the, like the the classical cinema to real life in the 70s. And there are like, German directors like Fassbinder or Italian directors like Pasolini that also open doors that are still open, but they're all oxidated. No one is using them. Um, but I hear all the time that word provocateur. That seems that every party needs a French pervert in the party. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> a, I'm not. The, I don't want to play the French pervert. I don't think. I don't think you're the French. I don't think. I don't think, French, I don't think. I don't think you're a French pervert. But my my question is, I'm watching a film like Love, which is which is beautiful, and it is and it is telling the story of what it's like to be in love and to remember a love that you don't have anymore. And the sex scenes, which at one point going into it you think are going to be shocking, maybe because of the marketing of the film, but mm. then. They're not that shocking. They're 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 beautiful, and they mm. make sense as to how the characters are feeling. And then we reach a point in the film where you do actually end up sort of shocking, or at least it, it seems intending to possibly provoke. Like mm. when uh, I think I would say when the cock turns to the camera and and and, and shoots come at it. Would you say at that it's moment virtual come? Virtual. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> would you say people, do you would hey, you people when you make a decision they're like all dry, they're all dry when they come out from the moon. <laughs> But when you make a decision like that, do you worry that that kind of um, that, that 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 might take away from the beauty of so many of the images before that someone who was sort of in a uh, trance-like uh, state from that might uh, see that and I be like, say, oh, now no, I'm uh, shocked. Life is not always easy. Yeah. Life can be painful. There are moments, especially when you lose something that you really like. You're in total pain. But uh, well, I don't I don't like the word humor. Mm -hmm. But just taking some distance with what you're experiencing makes it feel much better. And for example, when my mother was dying two years ago, I was told, do never go to see Amour by Haneke. I said, well, I w and I wanted to see it, and I saw it. And then you create a second degree between your experience and what you 
I know that uh, I enjoyed in a stupid, sadistic way having fun of me, crying, watching that movie. But when you do a movie about love, everybody has had a painful love story in his mm -hmm. life. Everybody in the audience, in the street. And uh, the movie is about that. And at a point, it's funny because it's a universal experience. And it's also a universal experience it. to come, uh, too, I would say. Yeah, but uh, so uh, I didn't expect the movie to be this funny. But I would say that I did not take this, the subject that seriously at the end because also integrated people in the movie in front of the camera and behind the camera who were all very joyful and survived to bad love experiences. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the movie against myself or itself became funny and uh, I'm always surprised to see that people are laughing so much in the audience. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to there is a certain distancing effect that you would say that you that, that, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. use at least no, for yourself or life can be very dramatic mm -hmm. if you have a dramatic perception of life but if you have a playful perception of life even pain can be playful. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like well, I guess that would be the question. I, I love that playfulness, and it's a playfulness that I, I don't just see in, in you as a filmmaker. My favorite filmmakers, even at their most dramatic, can be very, very playful and aware of the medium itself while, mm. while they're being dramatic. And I think some audiences have uh, take, I wouldn't say take issue, some audiences would say, oh, that means that he doesn't believe in the, the story itself as much as we're, we're supposed to believe in it because we have to go through uh, graphic love scenes if you will. Fuck them, yeah, I mean, but... <laughs> yeah. well, one day I was doing a documentary in Africa and I found myself in the most dramatic situation possible. It was a guy who was dying of AIDS, uh, straight father, straight, I don't know, heterosexual father sure. who had maybe cheated his wife or something like that. But this guy had three kids and he didn't tell his wife and his kids that he was going to die of AIDS one, one, one week later. And I was filming the guy, and he was, in, and his family was around, and I knew why I was filming him, and he was lying to the family, and I thought that's the whole situation was so dramatic, but still, in his lie, there was a beauty, because he wanted to protect them, but at the same time he didn't know how to protect them, and yeah, even in drama there is a beauty, and if you, if you consider the beauty, well, life is cruel. No, we're not born. Or not born in a in a playground, all, although I would wish it was. <laughs> but the value of tears mm -hmm. can be playful. There are certain elements of your films that are, that I think are reoccurring, just stylistic. Starting, yeah. I mean, st starting starting with I Stand Alone, which is sort of what creates a trance-like quality in mm -hmm. the viewing of the film, which I think is strobes. I think it's mm -hmm. sort of flashes to black that we have in this cam in this scene in this uh, film, which I think mm -hmm. we've seen you do a little mm -hmm. bit before. Can you talk about developing uh, that style, where it comes from, and is that something that you uh, know is, 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 is your own thing, or is that something that you just no, like doing? Um, I've been curious in life, but I've always been kind of safe. I, I'm not self-destructive, so um, when you're young and curious and people propose you a mushroom, you take it. <laughs> people that propose you a nasty trip, you take it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you take it two, three times, and then you say, oh, it's risky because my friend who, take it who took it next to me, then he got naked and started insulting a cop, and he went to jail. Say, so, well, there are limits to, to, <laughs> to, 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 to everything. Uh, uh, but, um, and I've been partying a lot in my life, maybe because I like more the nightlife than the daylife. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, you can see uh, all those things in, in my movies. It's, um, well, not especially just the last three movies were conceived at the same time, although they were very separated mm -hmm. uh, in their shooting. Uh, in the shooting, because uh, I would say Irreversible was shot in 2001, and Enter the Void was shot in 2009, and my last movie was shot last year. But they were conceived at the same time, and the, the three characters, the three main characters of the three movies, are almost the same character, which is like a, I, I would not say a cheaper version of me, but a, like a mix of m myself and my friends, and that you just you could just replace the names and put the same name mm -hmm. uh, for the three characters. Um, but it's like a young, happy, sometimes silly guy who's got a good taste. Who enjoys having sex? Who enjoys loving and partying? And yeah, so like, uh, it's a very the 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 main characters in my in my last three movies are very funny but predictable at the same time. Well, not just the actors and the stories, but uh, I would say the visual choices, the stylistic choices. Yeah. With this film, obviously, it's a bit more static the the camera than than the last two, but we still have I think elements of uh, of the last two films stylistically within it. Uh, yes. Uh, the fact that, that, that I got a grant from the French government to shoot the movie in 3D, I'm really happy of the intimacy it creates while you watch the movie because you feel like you're, you're more in real life than if it was a flat image. Um, also changed my conception of how I would cover the scenes and how I would edit the scenes. Um, I don't like 3D movies in which the editing goes too fast because mm -hmm. your eyes cannot recreate the space, feel the depth. So my favorite 3D movies ever are movies in which you have long takes like Gravity, mm -hmm. that is incredible, or even old movies that have be, been re-enhanced in 3D like The Wizard of Oz, the, 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 the 3D version made on Blu-ray for the, for the Wizard of Oz, it's amazing. And um, uh, I knew that if the camera would move or shake, it would be no shaking. So I decided, oh, let's go back to the language I used for my first feature, mm -hmm. which was all made of steel images. And uh, actually, at the end, the scenes are quite long, and you feel you have like big puppet, big puppets inside a puppet theater. Yeah. But it looks more like life than flat images. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, the, the threesome in the film. Um, not just about how, how, how you shot it or anything Three, like that. Threesomes are good. Threesomes are great. Threesomes are great. <laughs> I think and we can all agree. Agree. If you, if, if, <laughs> we can all agree. I know. Whether you've had one or not, we can all agree a threesome is pretty good, pretty yeah, solid. No, the, the, the twosomes, if you're in love, are amazing. But threesomes are, are big fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the film, when, when, when people are, are making love, uh, genitals are, are visible. But in the threesome, I found that the genitals weren't as visible as usual, but it was the sexiest scene in the movie. Did I you feel like... I guess you really like threesomes. I, I, think, I think I don't like genitals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's weird. With, with this movie, I noticed that the, the male film critics dislike the movie more than the, 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 the female film critics. Dislike? And mostly when, the, when I had a bad review, it was always an old man hating the actor or hating me. They, they, they never accuse the girls for making a bad movie. But uh, there's a very reptilian, unconscious thing among straight men 
that you don't want to see the penis of someone else than yours. Especially, oh, especially when there are girls involved. I mean, I didn't. It did, the penises didn't bother me. No, it's. <laughs> but no, I noticed like the 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 the, the male film critics reacted had a, a worse reaction to the movie. Mm -hmm. This is the second time that you've that you've bared yourself for one of your films, right? Sure. That you've been naked. I I wasn't naked. I had my pants on, but I had my dick off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Do always you, keep my pants on. You always keep when, your pants on. When I don't know the people, you always keep your pants on. You know what's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> Do you feel is it is it a way for you to be uh, on the same team with your actors who are who are who are naked the whole time? It's just for the fun. It's just <laughs> you always show your hands like the camera is watching me filming my hands, my face. But you cannot usually your dick on TV. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest uh, part for you to shoot? Um, the baby scene. Really? The um, uh, in the tub. Yeah, because I wanted the father to regret his past um, acts at the end of the movie. So the, 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 the main character is crying at the end of the movie because he lost the love of his life. And he's with his unwilled kid. And in the script it says they, 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 they cry together. But how do you, as a young, I know it's not a baby, it's not a kid, it's a one one year and a half old, how you call, who you call that, to act, and how do you explain to the kid that he has to cry in the arms of someone he doesn't know? So that, that, that's the, the, the scene that I was the most scared of, and at the end, the, the, the scene is great, and people cry in the audience. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a, what, what led you to name the child Gaspar? Uh, I, was, I thought it was a good name. <laughs> I thought I saw that if the father is crying in the arms of his young baby and says, Gaspar, please forgive me. Life is hard and uh, yeah, I'm lost. My father was watching the movie behind me at the camping festival. And maybe I wanted to, my, my father to cry. Then, then I would hug him because, <laughs> but actually, I fell, asleep, I fell asleep in the screen because I was too drunk. And when I woke up, the movie was over. <laughs> and then I, I asked my father, did you cry? And he said, no way, no way. Why would I have cried? So, it's, uh, so you I fell asleep. A, I you, the point, but I, 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 you I fell know. asleep drunk during the can screening, which yeah. was a, a, a revenge screening on your father. No, it was not a revenge. I love my father. It was not a revenge. <laughs> I just wanted him to cry and hug again with him. You know, when, 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 when dramatic situations happen, you hug with the people around. But uh, no, I just thought it was a like it was a private joke that. And yeah, I I also use my other names like, like all the characters in the movie have names of people that I know very well. Also, my second first name or second family name. Mm -hmm. Murphy is my mother's family name. And that's, I, a, that's the name of the main character. One of my favorite uh, parts about the film is the structure, um, which I think to, to some people they would say is structureless, but I saw it as a very clear rendering of how you, how you remember relationships. Yeah. It, was, it, it was perfect in, in, how I, you, in how you did it. I, was I, that in editing or did you have it scripted that way? No, did you no, know it, how it, to? It was scripted that way, but if you really want to reproduce how your mind works with memories, uh, the memory is even less chronological than that, and it's mostly obsessed by traumatic moments. Mm -hmm. It's more dysfunctional. You just have like one sentence that you heard here, one sentence that you heard there, one situation, one car crash, uh, 
you watching this girl kissing another boy and ta 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 and at the end um the memory is very repetitive uh dreams are not repetitive but mm -hmm. your flashbacks are repetitive uh if i really wanted to reproduce the stream of the mind during those moments um the movie would have been even more experimental the movie would have been even more experimental yeah um, but but uh, some people complain in Enter the Void that uh, some scenes were repeated. But I said, well, that's how that's how my mind works. I also so. always thought that that was part of the yeah. trance-like quality that you were yeah. creating. Yeah. I find that your movie, I find your movies to be uh, hypnotic, yeah. you know, and yeah. especially in the theater. These are you make movies. You're one of the few directors that still makes movies that you have to see yeah. inside of a movie theater. Yeah. If you watch them on, on on DVD, they're 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 great, but they're it's not the experience of, yeah. of seeing them in uh, in the theater. And what's good that. For example, here in the States, or in Canada, or in Australia, or all the English-speaking countries, is that you can see the movie in 3D without the subtitles floating yeah. on space. I really don't like, when I see 3D movies, to see the subtitles floating between you and the space that the that technique creates. Now, a lot is being made about this film having um, graphic love scenes with genitals in view. Do you hey, worry? Scene, how could you do a love scene without genitals? <laughs> <laughs> I hear in you. In life, you need a genital to, but have in, a, in to, many to make love. If it's, it's a, uh, I, I'm, there's nothing more shocking or less shocking in but showing the lower parts of the body than the, the uh, a foot is a foot, a knee is a knee, uh, a dick is a dick, and, and a pussy is a pussy, and a head is a head, and an ear is an ear, but it's all part of the same body but and in so many ways you life. know that but you know that some people are gonna are going to see it because they think that that's gonna shock them is uh, that something uh, that you uh, are uh, aware uh, or no, care uh, about? I don't think anybody can be shocked by the movie not any grown-up person who has had sex in his life there's nothing in the movie that does not describe every every person's experience maybe at the end when their couple goes wrong and they start getting jealous they make this I, I wouldn't say silly games, but the, these like dangerous games that they say, oh, maybe we have to open the couple, we have to, to have threesomes, or we have to, to go to a swingers club, and then it all falls into pieces because they're not the couple who can manage to do that. Mm -hmm. Some couples are born in that context, or the, or the, they're raised in that context, but you can tell that that's not going to fit to the identities of the characters that are in my movie, but. For sure, in the, in the American audience or English audience or uh, Italian audience, th some people will not recognize themselves in that part of the movie. But all the previous part is very romantic. It's about a boy and a girl thinking that they can last forever as a couple, make babies, build a, build a, uh, a body of art together. Yeah, uh, that's the story of almost everybody I know around me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I let you go, at the top of the interview, you had said that it was easier for you, and it was a bigger success to make uh, Irreversible uh, than it, in easier than making this film. Obviously, because you had stars with that. But mm. are you shocked that the, you know, that something like that as brutal and as violent as Irreversible uh, was such a bigger success than Enter the Void, or was so much easier to make than a film that just contained graphic love scenes? Uh. No. Do you think well, that culturally well, 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 we respond well, no. differently well, 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 to brutality example, than well, well, sex? What? Nowadays, I notice it's very weird. So for example, my last movie that I believe to be a sweet movie, 
is banned in Russia, while Irreversible was not banned. Yeah, that's the, strange the, 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 to me. My last movie got an 18 years old rating in France, while Irreversible, that is very shocking, and Violent got a 16 year old rating. So at a point, you, you, you ask yourself, why does this Western world that we live in, uh, why the representation of love in its carnal aspect is scarier to the, to the people than the, the representation of the ultimate acts of violence. Mm -hmm. And then, well, maybe the whole Western world lives on, on fears more than on desire, or the desires have to be hidden, mm -hmm. and the, the fears have to be shown, something like that. Absolutely. Gaspar, um, thank you so much for talking yeah. to me. I love your work. It's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a great honor to chat with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> That does it for uh, this episode of What to Watch, the podcast. If you want to watch our show visually, go to aol.com backslash what to watch. You can view that interview. If you wanted to see the faces that Gaspar Noe was making while making those sounds out of his mouth, you can see them on aol.com backslash what to watch, as well as sketches, other interviews, lots of different stuff that we do. Uh, what to Watch is also a part of the AOL Build family at AOL. Check out some interviews at AOL Build at aol.com backslash build. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye.